0: Sending money internationally just got easier. With some of my companies overseas, I need to be confident that there's an easy way for me to take care of business all the way from Aruba. So for these transactions, I trust TransferWise to take care of me every time. While there may be a ton of ways to get your money from A to B, those transfers might cost you more than they should. And it's the old way. But with TransferWise, you can trust that they will never, ever mark up the exchange rate. They use really smart new technology, making them always able to give a great rate at a low fee. The founders of TransferWise, Tavit and Christo, did not set out to start a company. They were just normal people like you and me, frustrated by their banks' bad exchange rates and high fees from international transfers. So they wondered, what if there's a way to bypass the banks altogether? They built TransferWise, and that was a whole seven years ago. Today, there are over 2 million people and counting using TransferWise. There's people sending money home businesses that are paying their suppliers freelancers getting paid the more customers they have the more their already low fees can drop even further so put some money in your pocket for the more important things in life because no one ever said it's important that my bank get some extra money test it out for free right now at transferwise.com slash podcast or download the app once again that's transferwise.com slash podcast transferwise the wise way to send money Hi, and welcome to another episode of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. Back by popular demand today, I have a guest that has been on not once, not twice, but this is her third time on the podcast, Lara Hyman, anatomy, genius, yoga teacher, physical therapist, mother of two, vegan, awesome, superhuman woman. Welcome back to the show.
1: Thank you. <laughs> Do you like how I winged I, that yeah, intro? I love, I love that. I love that. We're all like <laughs> cheering each other on. I wanted to be like and second behind Dennis, right? Like, you are second yeah, behind. Yeah, watch out, Dennis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just need a couple more and then a you'll get more. Out there. I know. How how are you doing? I'm doing great. We're having a wonderful second teacher training together. And it's we were just talking about it. it's such an amazing group. It's so wonderful to kind of be in this experience with all these women and with you. And it's it's awesome. I'm so lucky.
0: Do you sometimes think that, you know, can can't believe that we get to do this for a living? Like we could be at a desk job somewhere right now all the time
1: I really honestly I really I think that's why it's so exciting to wake up and do it every day it's like (laughs) I feel I I feel tremendous gratitude for being on this path um, and having you know having I don't know if I stumbled on it or just had like some early wisdom to (laughs) to not be sitting to not be sitting to yes, not be no. sitting I, I kind of knew I didn't want to be bossed around <laughs> you wanted to boss. I wanted to be my own boss yeah. and i and I didn't want to sit I, I did know those two things very early so
0: yeah. yeah you did really good I know someone actually wrote in uh, maybe they didn't listen I, I don't know how much we spent I don't think we touched on that on the last podcast I know we did on the first podcast um but there was a a, a girl who's in school she's gonna be a physical therapist she's super into yoga and she was uh, she said she follows you on Instagram and to you you're like living the perfect life, life of her dreams, Mm -hmm. how are you able to so seamlessly merge physical therapy with yoga? Because there's not a lot of people that do that super successfully in a fun way.
1: Right. I mean, I think actually there's quite a few. I do get a lot of uh, emails or messages from people who would like to do it. And some of it is just the belief that the way I'm doing, I mean, some of it is just like dumb luck. I, you know, I, I really can't, I can't say I crafted this. Uh, everything to a degree has happened, I, I think, um, not as deliberate, but it's been awesome. Um, some of it, you know, I, I worked in a clinic and I did all that kind of work. And then when I stopped working for other people and started working for myself, it was a natural blend. Like mm-hmm. I kind of did keep them two separate things for a while. Like I taught yoga and then I would do pt and then when i started seeing the crossover and how if i treated people that came into yoga it's almost like prehab really what prehab, i rehab oh what God. i'm doing i feel like is prehab and and it's preventative and i feel like this is where our mo- you know our modern medical model say that three times fast modern, medical, <laughs> modern, medical, modern model. medical model is failing us because we treat people when they're sick or injured And if we actually treated them when they, like before that, like, hey, get a checkup with your physical therapist for like, what's your posture like? What's your movement patterns like? I would love to, if I had more time, I'm always thinking of these type things. And so I would say it's a natural blending and you just have to find how you would, would put them together, whether it's in a yoga, whether it's in a PT clinic, adding some kind of yoga to it, or... Taking your PT knowledge and using it in a yoga class because people are hungry for it. They really, really are. Super hungry for it. Yeah. yeah. And it's kind of nice that this, this,
0: this new way of living, I don't know if it's new, but the idea that in, in today's world, we can kind of craft whatever sort of life that we want. Mm-hmm. These old social structures of you have to go to college for this amount of time, and then you
1: have to get a job for that amount of time. You have to get married, get your house, da, 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 da. We don't have to do anything. No. No. And in fact, people will say like, they really kind of like those boxes. Like, well, do you work as a PT? And I'm like, <laughs> yes, I do, but I'm not. And they're confused. Like, how do you work as a PT, but you're not, not in a clinic? And I'm like, I actually work as a more, more successfully as a physical therapist now than I did when I was in a clinic. So it's just, some of it is just taking, uh, yeah, creating it and knowing that you can make something that doesn't necessarily fit in a little box, hmm. um, but and you're catching people early on. Yes. Yeah, totally. That's
0: that's That's got to be really
1: gratifying versus seeing people that
0: have been super injured and then dealing with the aftermath.
1: Dealing with the aftermath and also being limited by insurance. And, mm. you know, kind of, and unfortunately, PT can be very much like going to the doctor where it's like, okay, you have this wrong. Like you're something's going on with your liver. I'm just going to look at your liver. But maybe they're not looking at the other systems that could be contributing. And and PT can be the same way. Like you have a knee problem, I'm going to treat your knee. But let's, but you know, if I have the time, I would look at way more than the knee. And um, physical therapists who really are into it do that. But they don't get reimbursed for a lot of extra time for that. They're getting reimbursed for the knee. So it's again, the whole insurance compensation is is not, it doesn't, it doesn't promote a holistic approach. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you remember early on sort of getting
0: the yoga people or the yoga person to when you were working in the clinic seeing effects of yoga postures repeated again and again in a maybe not super
1: healthy way i mean i not too much because i left pretty early on and i was mostly doing neurological rehab but i did do some orthopedic rehab and and i did see a few people and it was usually back injury it's usually the really bendy people and they would have a low back injury um sometimes it was from practicing and sometimes it was even from getting adjusted um not well oh you know? really yeah yeah i had somebody who actually had hurt her shoulder because somebody had pulled on it you know
0: that happens more yeah. than more mm-hmm. than people like to talk about in the in the in the yoga world yes and i mean i've i've heard heard like horror stories of that too or sometimes you see uh, you see photos of people, or if it's if it's social media, or even I saw a yoga teacher training page where they had someone walking on someone else's back in a forward yeah bend. I'm like, crazy. I would not. That is crazy. <laughs> this picture alone is like, I don't think I would want to do this this training. No. Like, what's happening over there? But there's this sort of uh, yeah. Let's talk about that. The glorification of the over bendiness. Yes. Um, that's, that's come from yoga. And it's also, uh, it's very much celebrated right now through social media and also through this, we're pushing this idea or the social media world of yoga is pushing this idea that yoga is a pose and the deeper you are in the pose, the more bendy you are, the more flexible you are, the, uh, the better you are yes. at yoga. I Absolutely. Guess. And how, yeah, let's, let's talk about that because it's a Well, big I mean, thing. I
1: think it's a great conversation and honestly, having been in the yoga world for 20 some years and it's. It's more relevant now, and people in, in the in the sense that people are actually talking about it more, and they're challenging that idea. Um, but then you have on top of it the visual of Instagram and stuff, where people are just trying to kind of mimic mm-hmm. or emulate, and so that's where a really good teacher comes in because a teacher, you know, there's there's these there are these um, I guess some Instagram yogis that are ha- have a lot of flexibility, and but they're not really talking about. Um, ways to get in and out of a pose or should you be doing this yet? What are you what are the steps you need to do? And so Or is it for every Or is one? it for everyone? Is right? it even for
0: them? Right. Like some people Should we put yeah. our, should we be putting our butts on our heads?
1: No. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> I definitely
0: don't think so. <laughs> because I right. see so many of those questions. Like I'm yeah. trying to get my feet to my head, I'm trying to get into this total Yeah. Oh, this super place of super mobility as if that is the goal. Yes. right. In so. fact, somebody
1: in our training just was talking to me about scorpion because now she's rethinking it because she's like, when where, where I was practicing, the teacher came and I was really cro- close to getting it and he grabbed my feet and started putting them toward my head. And I was like, well, I don't know. I don't think that's necessarily a great idea. I mean, some people are going to have had Many years of experience of doing that in some way, like with gymnastics, and so their body has prepared them. One could one could argue, although I still think that you know some extreme ranges are just not good. Period. But most people, there's no way they can do that without a lot of prep, prep, and they shouldn't have that as the kind of end all be all. You know. Right. Um, So also, what is the purpose of me? existing in this pose. Yes. Yes. Am I improving? Right.
0: Well, like what's the, what, what's, what's happening here versus yeah. here?
1: Right. And I think the way we teach and the way we respond to, um, the, the way other people teach is like what, yeah, everything has a purpose. The getting in and out of a pose has a purpose. Like I talk about folding forward, like it's purposeful because it's teaching us how to better do that for our daily lives. Um, but is there a purpose to putting your feet on your head? Um, maybe if you're in Cirque du Soleil, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I mean, I, it can be empowering. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yes. There's, there's th- those yeah. components. And, and if you have like goals and that's right. like, I'm here now. And, you know, like I see people do 2015, look where I was in 2000. They're so popular. Right. Those. That's really um, like, and yeah. so, but, um, I still, I still think that yoga is a, it should feel good inside. Like I don't need a I don't need a photo proof that I, you hmm. know, I want to feel different, but I, like, I don't know if I, if I look better in my poses now than I did three years ago. And, um, that's less important to me than how it well, feels. Well, I mean, look better. Yeah. Like what does now, that mean? Yeah, yeah. What does that yeah. mean? Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't like, know. Do
0: I, do I look more, more structured, more yes. well aligned?
1: More right. P- that's actually what kept I'm always together. looking at. Like I, sometimes I look at some old handstand pictures from like four years ago and I'm like, Whoa! I was really sinking into that low yeah. back, you know. When it's, we first right. met,
0: and I had, I was, I had the super upper back neck pain. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was, uh, I don't know, years yeah. ago, four a- years ago, four maybe? years ago, yeah. Um, and I remember you told me something like, "Yes, I mean, I know it's because of your downward facing dog." I saw you posted a photo of that the day yesterday, and I was like, "What? What yeah, just <laughs> calling I mean, I don't much. Wait, what? No, but I had no clue. Uh, yeah. I had absolutely no, no clue. And I came from the." The school of yoga that uh, if you can place your forehead on the mat in downward facing dog you 're doing a super successful downward facing dog, oh so God. how deeply right. can I press into my shoulders and press my chest toward my shins and toward my legs and so that was really what I was was pulling toward. No one had ever introduced even the idea of consolidating <laughs> yeah. in the yeah. shape and what yeah. that what that does for me long term so yeah, of course, I was in a lot of pain, but I was able to look at it from that place of like okay wait i 'm in a lot of pain here 's someone with experience huh okay let 's look at that versus getting triggered and yes, that's not what having you know. an ego and being like, right. what is she talking about? Like, yeah. But nah. it is a really hard conversation to have, especially if you have teachers who are super experienced and yes. have a lot of years teaching and, and practicing. And, uh, I mean, there's, there's a, if, if you open the light on yoga, you know, there's the photos of Iyengar with his
1: forehead on the, yeah. on the floor. So how do you then, how, how I mean, how do you balance that conversation? It, um, I, I, Again, I think it's easier now. And I will say, you know, straight off the bat, being a physical therapist does give me a little bit of credibility right right away with people. Um, and I have had over the years really experienced, quote-unquote, yogis who come. And, um, I mean, I have one in my studio now, and I just I adore her. And she is ashtanga, and she did Iyengar. And I shifted a couple things. What I'll tend to do is I come over real, like, gradually, like I've watched watched somebody move. So I watched her move and I just made a few adjustments. She was really doing the down dog thing, really sinking into her shoulders. And I get a sense of how she responds to that or how he or she would respond. And she's such a great example because after class, she's like, wow, I've been practicing for 20 years. I've never felt that. She was so excited to actually understand the, like feel the pose, like feel like she's embodying the pose, not just doing the pose mm-hmm. so a lot of people like yourself and like this woman that i'm thinking um many many people have had that they just they actually want those kind of like that feedback and i think that um this is where i'm convinced that teachers yoga teachers really need more training in understanding the basics of functional anatomy like the like i teach in the training that if they understand that they're not going to cue somebody to push your chest to your thighs like i went to a, a class about a month ago and and i really was trying to be open minded and i couldn't believe this guy who was sweet really nice and kind and but he was saying that and i'm like that is that was a mess that was what somebody told him and he hasn't thought about like is that a, actually a good idea because we're repeating what we've been told rather than investigating yes. and yeah
0: so for someone who's listening who doesn't uh who's new to this concept actually i posted on Instagram uh, yes, yesterday I think it just it was an in the moment snapshot of us talking all of us at the studio and you were kind of doing a, a really quick in the moment demonstration of just like ribs flaring versus drawn in uh, and then I caused so much confusion, confusion immediately on Instagram because the first photo that was with the ribs flaring right your knees were bent yeah people were like am I not allowed to bend my knees in down dog you told me to bend my knees yes 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 bend your knees and the second photo you had the ribs drawn in but the legs were straighter right so I caused the Mass confusion, and I, I, humbly apologize for that. I humbly apologize. <laughs> oh my god, I'm like this was an in the moment yeah, thing, but yeah. uh, I'm going to share something a little bit clearer on Instagram as well for the people that are only present there. Uh, but there's a lot of people listening. So, if someone who is new to that idea, what does it mean? Right. To not allow the ribs to. Spill? To not.
1: Oh yeah, because a lot of people still are like, I don't know what ribs popping means. So, if you just imagine that you have two vertical lines, your front line and your back line of your body, and then obviously of your spine, but on either side, you're trying to balance out those. So when people will uh, lift their arms up overhead or have their arms hands down on the floor like in a down dog, if they push the ribs out and and that actually changes those two vertical lines so the front line gets more like pushed out, like it's bowing essentially, then your something has to move in response to that, and it's usually in the shoulder joint. So if you're um, weight-bearing through your hands and you come into a down dog and you collapse your ribs or push them out, then you're going to collapse in the shoulders as a response. It has to. It's following that front line. That front line's collapsing, and so the shoulders have to follow it. Versus if you hold the ribs lifted, so they're not collapsing, then the shoulders have more integrity. And it's all kind of like... These are just different lines of energy, and you just want to feel like everything's. It's like a tent, like you're drawing it all up into that peak, and that nothing is collapsed. Like you don't have like one droopy side. You everything's pulled, pulled up, and. um, And what's the first injury you see with someone who's consistently? Because there's still people
0: that mm -hmm. consistently practice this way for years and years and years. Not everyone is gonna have an injury show up, and
1: it won't necessarily. It isn't always like an injury as much as it's. Lack of um, integration, so that person is, you know, not going to really advance necessarily a lot in their practice because they haven't practiced keeping all that strength in their shoulders. They're, they're every time you push your chest to your thigh and you overly, you know, collapse in the shoulders, you're, you're losing a ton of energy there and therefore strength. So that person's not going to really get a lot stronger and they could actually hurt the shoulder joint. Now I have seen people who the ball of the the humeral head is really pushed through the capsule and, and it looks pretty gross actually. Oh, and, you know, they don't necessarily have pain, but they, they're they the awareness. So you're, you're also... Is um, that when you see like a little golf ball? Yeah, a little golf ball. Exactly. Armpit, yeah. yeah. And so when you, anytime you stretch a structure, whether it's, uh, like overstretch the structure, I can I should say you're overstretching also these receptors that are in there. Like so, Dennis just sprained his ankle, right? <laughs> yeah. Let's lose. It. He overstretched the soft tissue. Well, he also overstretched and damaged the receptors. So those receptors tell us where the joint is in space. So actually, people that sprain their ankle are more likely to do it again. He and, does it once right, every two months, right? Yeah. So he has to strengthen. That all the muscles, but he also has to strengthen the receptors. So all that, like standing on one leg and really getting the brain understanding where he is in space, it's so it's this it's the same in all the joints. So when you overstretch it, those those people, like I took a picture of them and they're like, "Holy shit, I look like that!" They don't even realize it because the the all the brain um, feedback is also, uh, it's it's affected as well. So mm-hmm. it's just every you just you're just sagging. Why would you want to sag? Why would you want to sack? Why would that's you want to sag, right? Question. It's yeah. like, we want to lift our energy. And so that's what I think we have to stop looking at pictures and trying to emulate these like really, like Iyengar's pictures are just, they're... um Now to me, they're painful to they're watch. They're painful to look at. But yeah. when I found
0: yoga, I mean, that was mm-hmm. like the yoga Bible yeah. was the first, the first book the I read. Is, and we right. still we have it on the reading list for the YTT because yeah. it is a book I think people should have... knowledge of i mean it's history it's philosophy
1: it's where we come from right and it's good to uh, like with everything to to just evaluate and see like is this really you know is there something in here that i could change a little bit and feel better about or or not and and they're definitely with down dog i think there are and Mm -hmm. down dog should to to me should not be a resting pose right it should really feel like it's um it's just an inversion so there you don't want to rest in an inversion it's a prep for other things too right right yeah
0: You are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I have recently discovered the beauty that comes with starting and ending the day feeling my very, very best. So every morning I wake up way before the sunrise just so I can be with myself and practice yoga. It has made all the difference and rising early in the morning isn't as hard as I thought it would be. I actually always wake up feeling really refreshed and energized and part of that is thanks to my cozy bedding from Parachute. Parachute makes modern bedding and bath essentials for a more comfortable home. They only use the finest materials, 100% long staple Egyptian cotton for their sateen, pure European flax for their linen, and 100% Turkish cotton for their towels. With smart, simple, and unique details, any room will feel crisp and clean. Designed in Venice Beach and responsibly manufactured by expert craftspeople around the globe, Parachute products surpass the highest criterion of testing for harmful chemicals and synthetics. Not only that, somehow Parachute's products get softer and softer every time they are washed. I sleep even better knowing that my purchase is helping a variety of incredible causes. Returned items are donated to Habitat for Humanity, and Parachute is committed to helping animals too. Sometimes I sleep with three pups on my bed, but for every dog bed purchased, they donate a percentage of sales to foster-based shelters located in Los Angeles. I dream of a world where everyone starts their day becoming fully awake. So spend your mornings taking some time for self-care and start off with Parachute. Inner peace begins at home the moment you wake up in the morning visit parachutehome.com yoga girl for free shipping and returns on parachutes very comfortable bedding and bath linens they offer a 60 date trials so if you don't love it just send it right back that's parachutehome.com yoga girl for free shipping and returns on all parachutes bedding and bath linens So what is another very common thing that you see within yoga? Say you had like a magic wand and you could Mm -hmm. wave it around Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and change something major in a major way in the way teachers um, teach beginners that come to the practice. Down dog, uh, Mm -hmm. I'm sure, is
1: one. I think down dog, I think um, uh, the ones where people tend to have like more, uh, I guess, anytime you're needing to organize your body, in a, in a way where you're holding it in space. So plank and lowering from plank. Like there's just a lot of variations on that 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 get that kind of spillage where people like dive their shoulders down to the floor and, um, and it, the teacher could say, hey, lower your knees and then unload your pelvis. So I think that um, anytime you're moving in ways that you're not used to moving, it, you need to give people modifications and, and really tell them about how to draw into their strength as opposed to just kind of randomly moving. You know, the, the, you can see people I've gone to classes in the past where there's very little instruction in the transitions mm-hmm. and you know so whether it's going down to the floor or lifting up or, or stepping forward and that's where people can get really sloppy. And to me I'm like these are these are opportunities where we actually connect to our core. Even even as simple as stepping forward, not always picking up your hand, but actually stepping and pushing into the floor and creating more space for that. Um, and I think also just languaging, uh, not going for big extreme ranges like backbending, whether it's backbending in a standing position or in sweeping down from there. there. Most people, their spine is not ready for that, kind of those extreme ranges. So I think we have to do a better job taking kind of normal person And especially in a beginner class and think, I want to introduce smaller movement patterns and maybe holding those a little bit longer so the person has an idea of how to get in and out of it um, and stay connected to their core.
0: Mm -hmm. I took a class the other day when we were in, or the other day we were in Europe in spring and uh, it was, it was such a flowy class. Like I've taken so many types Mm of classes and, and you can have a dynamic class and a class that makes you sweat a lot but the type of flow that this teacher was teaching in the class uh, there was not one breath where we were not completely in movement all the time yeah and then I realized we're not even even we're not even in a single pose there was no instruction for any pose because everything was a breath in transition the whole time so a class like that i I left feeling like I wouldn't even call this yoga because I didn't feel like I practiced I just felt like it was You're, sort yeah. of doing some sort of aerobics you know but there's yeah. no instruction of any kind of like how to place your hands or what to do with your body in these places which just inhale lift something exhale put something there yeah <laughs> and then continue that the whole time yeah so there's also that you know people want to sweat and they want to have a workout and i think sometimes especially new teachers can get s- stuck in the idea of oh i have to move so fast then i have to continuously flow right. flow 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 vinyasa here do this yes. here throw in a chaturanga make it Flowy all the time, um, but this the class you taught this morning. We had a sweatiest class of this of this training. <laughs> it was so sweaty. It was, was like ringing up my shirt yeah. afterwards. Super
1: sweaty. Yeah. Yes,
0: and there's so many ways to consolidate and hold poses yes. and become really um, aware of how your body is just existing
1: in that pose. Right. Um, and make it really hard, <laughs> really hard, really hard. And I that's I think that it's um that the the speed. Again, it's either coming from lack of experience and, and almost being nervous. So it's easier to just like have people just move and, and not have to, again, language what's happening in and out of the poses. And I think less is more. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm not very flowery with my speech. I'm just very direct. And I think that lands better for most people. Like you can, you can give them an experience and then let them feel um, but you they're not going to feel anything if all you're doing is moving. But movement with intention is yoga, mm. you know, to me. So we were talking about like what's yoga, what's not. It's like, okay, 20 jumping jacks, if that felt really great for you and you're really in it, could be yoga to me because it's like, okay, that feels great. I mean, um, but really taking people through a crafted class – that feels super delicious on the body, but also really connected to your breath and your core, that's, a, that's the experience of yoga that I would like to convey, you know? And I love that. Yeah.
0: And it's making me, I mean, this is our second time around. Uh, of you leading anatomy and and us doing and it's different this time, mm-hmm, <laughs> that's for mm-hmm, sure. Yeah, uh, for sure, for di- different in, in many ways. Um, but for me, just the idea of of I feel like every time I work with you, I I have s- some sort of epiphany about th- the way I think I have to teach. Mm-hmm. So how it's been sort of drilled into me by teachers and trainings of like yoga is this and it's this only or it has to be this the structure of. A class has to work in this way. And these are the poses that we do. And just now, right before we left the group, we were, um, uh, you mentioned poses that you just, they don't feel good. So I don't teach them anymore. Like I'm questioning triangle and right. I had like a light bulb. I'm like, I despise triangle is my least favorite pose because I have never, not once felt great in, in, in that pose. And I find that I have to modify when I teach it so much and offer so much, so many props and spend time, like a, a copious amount of time preparing people to be in that pose And then it just hit me like, should I just not teach
1: it? (gasps) What? (laughs) I know. Can I just cut right Trikurnasana out of my teaching that is a possibility. But it's just it's so interesting. My brain doesn't
0: function in that way because it's such a foundational pose and it must be taught. But and I love I love just introducing the idea of teach what makes sense to you. Not necessarily what everybody tells you you have to teach. Yeah. And Uh, I think this training is so much about that. And everybody wants it to be black and white. Yes. Tell me this is good or bad. Tell me this is a yes or a no. Tell me to never teach this ever. We're not telling them to not teach triangle or headstands, even though necessarily we don't don't do that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I think. I mean, that's, I I was like, okay, I might as well say this because it's true. (laughs) Because I want them to know that, hey, I did used to teach it. And then I kept on like, it's inquiry. It's just like life. Like we were talking about, this is if you pay attention, how do you move and what feels good or what doesn't feel good. I think it does make you so much more aware of what feels good and what doesn't feel good in your life. Mm. You know, when you have those moments of like, wow, I didn't really like the way I reacted in that situation. Well, if you're not more tuned in. We miss those. Miss up. It, we miss yeah. that. And so like with triangle, yeah, it was like, I'm like, I don't know. I'm not really sure how I feel about this. It never felt like, like with you, it just didn't feel really good. Hmm. Like it, did, it just felt like, but I, yeah, it was foundational. I used to be like, this should be in every single class. And then I kind of right. stopped doing it in my own practice. And I'm like, yeah, I don't miss that at all. Because if we're supposed to be doing this, like getting a lateral stretch, well, I'm getting a much better lateral stretch in this pose. And if we're supposed to be getting... A hamstring stretch. Well, I get a much better stretch when my, you know, I'm I'm forward facing and getting, you know, it just. I started picking it apart and be like, well, why? Okay, yeah. I'm just taking I'm it just out. Taking it out. And nobody, but I feel no like one ever says, it, I ever says that. I heard you doing. A didn't even occur to
0: me. And yeah. it was like on our last day of the first week. I, like I was like, oh, like we're getting yeah. there. Yeah, like I have to throw it in. I know. And we have a, like a session on it and it's just not, it doesn't make any sense to me and I had one of those uh like early on in my own practice where I was suffering so from so much lower back pain not from yoga yoga yeah. helped me heal that right. uh, and triangle pose was the first pose I ever encountered ever that made me feel worse mm-hmm. and it was this sort of in, in, we were in in triangle and I, I didn't have any props n- not a lot of instruction and then I was okay and then lift back up and find oh, warrior two and in the up. lift yes. because I was already with a suede lower back I'm, I'm sure Uh, and it was a stab and I just collapsed on my mat and I remember like, I came home and I just, I couldn't, I was immobile for like a, uh, a week. And after that, it was also my first big click of like, okay, wait, I have to change something in this. Not everybody else don't have, they don't seem like they have to do it because no one else is collapsing on the floor in pain when they pick up from triangle, but I have to shift something. So what am I shifting? Okay, wait, I have to pull my belly in. I have to activate something here. Like I started experimenting with that and then I found my way. Right. But it took a while, and I used to lower both hands and then press up with my hands and then come back to, to Warrior Two because I didn't have the strength to just pick up. Yeah. And then I changed it. But then I started teaching, and it never occurred to me, well, maybe should I use my own
1: <laughs> yeah. experience and right. maybe not teach this pose yeah. in that way? But that's how it was taught to me, so that's what remained. Exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, I, I think you just... We think that it like it's a tradition. Yes. And so there's this whole... I, all these different dialogues about like some things that, well, guess what? Some traditions you know, need to be buried, right? I, I just like to hide behind and say something is I have these cute little two French Canadian girls who did my training and, um, and they have a studio up in Canada and they came and did uh, one of my modules. And they said, they were telling me the story. They went to some class and they said, the woman, they asked the woman like some questions about some of the stuff she was doing. She goes, well, it's tradition, and they looked at each other and they're like, "Well, okay," and they just they they were like, "Why wouldn't that's not an answer? Like, that's just like, <laughs> duh. That's not like, that's not a good enough reason to do something." Hmm. Um, I think you can be very respectful of lineage and all of that at the same time. Figure out if it works or not now. You know, I right. think that to to do something to do something just because there's We've put it in some like I mean all of it category. is tradition. Just yeah. we're, we're, right. we're teaching right. exactly. something with yeah. thousands and thousands of yeah. years of tradition. I so like to start many a new ways tradition to honor that. Yes, exactly. Yes, and and I always come back to yoga is raising consciousness. That is the it, it, at its simplest form. That's what that's what the purpose is, and so raising consciousness is becoming more aware of how we move our bodies and what feels good and what doesn't, and it's about. Being making ourselves stronger in all the ways that can, so that we can actually raise consciousness, do more good in the world. Hmm. So and triangle doesn't necessarily every, have to be part of that. Yeah, doesn't necessarily yeah. have yeah. to. Yeah. Doesn't have to. Yes,
0: but it's so it's but it's about. So the way we we, we were talking about this with the group just now, it's this side on your own. Yes, and that to me is a really important piece and I've had people ask you know why 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 aren't we like trademarking a sequence and calling it here's what you learn when you do the island yoga teacher training and we give them a paper with the sequence and then they just do exactly that But that's that's not the type of teacher that I want to cultivate here I want them to think on their critical own critical thinking right critical thinking right. Yes. and learn how to put these things together in a way that's really authentic to who they are yeah and it's not going to necessarily be teaching exactly what Laura and Rachel teaches the way they do it and you and I teach Super differently, too. Right.
1: Yeah, I know. it's, And I think also when we convey that in yoga, what I hope and what I've seen is when people go back and they're like, should I really be doing this job that is not in line with hmm. the way, you know, the way I want to live my life? Like, I think there, when you start, like, just being yeah, independent Critical Critical to, thinking. Critical. Critical thinking, like, am I living the best life that I could live? And should I be eating this? Yeah, this all of it. All of it. I think it starts by just these simple, but really important inquiries mm-hmm. on the
0: mat. We were reading a, a chapter of, a, I'm going to do a podcast on books. It'll probably be the next one that I that I do. Oh, and I'm yay. rereading so much right, right now because we are in YTT. Uh, but did you ever read the Eric Schiffman book? Yes. 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 Uh, it's uh, the the practice and spirit of moving into stillness. Yes. He has a section in there on why to practice yoga. And it's like very, old. I mean, it's, it's it's old school and it has like a section on balance and strength and flexibility. And then it all boils down to sensitivity. That That's the, the whole reason why to practice yoga Love is it. because it makes us more sensitive to everything. It like <laughs> develops this sort of listening of how am I feeling? How should I be moving? And then we become, it's easier to change and to realize uh, what's actually good for me, really good for me versus acting and living from this place of uh, of unconsciousness where, yeah, like it's great for me to maybe eat a pint of ice cream and drink two bottles of wine and do this and this and that. But is it good for me in my heart and soul? Right. And that sensitivity, I think, is what it's what it's all about. But then it requires a different type of listening in everything. Right. Even yes. when you have a teacher who says it has to be this way, right. if it doesn't feel good, take a step back and do some critical thinking, be sensitive to what it feels like for you, because maybe for them, it feels
1: awesome and it will continue yes. to feel awesome for 50 years. Who knows? But for us, it's different. Yeah. I love that sensitivity idea. And I think that it's, it goes beyond just obviously the structure of the body. But like when we are fine tuning, we're fine tuning our body, fine tuning our nervous system, fine tuning our thoughts. I mean, it, you're, you're more receptive and you're, and you your emotions are there. Like you're not bearing, you're not bearing them. Like I was, we were talking about today, mm. like crying all the time. <laughs> like I'll I, mean, cry I cry all, all the, the time. time. <laughs> I cry all the time. And I, I, I'm never ashamed of it. And I want people to like, not be afraid when they yeah. see somebody cry, like we, it's not just that sometimes we're afraid to cry ourselves. Sometimes it's really uncomfortable to see somebody crying.
0: Because people don't know how to hold space right. for that. You we're just not, have to just yeah. let them,
1: like, you don't know why they're crying and they might be happy crying, but you just, it, we should be okay with the expression of emotion.
0: But we're so quick to put the lid on and yeah. don't do that. And that's weird or that's yeah, attracting attention and... We do that I mean in, in every day in the in the training uh when we do sharings, yeah, and someone is sharing and the other person silently holds space and the hardest part, I mean everybody says this all the time it's when the person in front of you who's doing a sharing becomes emotional and they're sad and they cry and something big is coming out to not reach out and grab their shoulder or give them a hug or say, "You know what that happened to me too, or you know what here's some advice that I have, or you know what you are good." You know, all of that stuff right, right. that we're projecting. Yeah, because totally. We're, we're projecting. Like you're okay. You're okay. Yeah, you're, you're okay. Okay, okay. That's, stop that's crying. That's stop the big crying. Stop crying. Like, you're okay. You're right, okay. right, you know, right. We'll just... And essentially, it's just it's cutting them off, and it's mm-hmm. us pr- projecting our own stuff onto their experience. So, just learning how to hold space for that and be realize how uncomfortable we are with emotion. Yes. It's so like, wait, okay. I feel like I need to shift now. I need to steer the conversation elsewhere. I need to leave this emotional moment because she's crying, and I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, it's so increased sensitivity thing. is is
1: a beautiful thing. Beautiful thing. And it's because it, it doesn't necessarily mean you're overly sensitive, it just means that you are in touch with everything. And and um so if somebody does say, "Hey, I don't like triangle." You're like, "Cool." Mm-hmm. You know, like you're not offended, like, because if somebody's offended by me saying that they, they don't like triangle, that has a lot more to do with them than me. Right. right? <laughs> yeah. <I> mean, <laughs> like, I'm not thing. taking away from you. Right, right, <laughs> I just don't right. like it. Do what you want. But I also want you to be, think that it might not feel good for others, mm-hmm, too. Mm-hmm. So You
0: are listening to From the Heart, Conversations with Yoga Girl. I can't believe I'm more than halfway through leading my yoga teacher training. These long days of facilitating and holding space for the growth of new teachers are my absolute favorite thing. But that means I need my coffee. So throughout the day, you'll see me sipping on Four Sigmatic Mushroom Coffee. If you haven't tried this coffee yet, you are missing out. By mixing their coffee with mushrooms, Four Sigmatic has created a healthy and delicious super drink that's the best way to start your day or to keep you going throughout. On top of that, this mushroom coffee contains powerful antioxidants and Immune boosting properties to keep you happy and healthy for days to come. Four Sigmatic creates their blends with only the highest quality mushrooms and other superfoods, ensuring they're free from pesticides, mycotoxins, and other harmful chemicals. Being less acidic than normal coffee is, there's no need to worry about stomach burns or other common side effects like the jitters. Best of all, it tastes great. Four Sigmatic offers everything from mushroom coffees, elixirs, hot cacaos, and matches. On long days, I drink mushroom coffee with cordyceps. It's vegan, organic, instant, and paired with one of the most energy-supporting mushrooms on the planet. This coffee is my perfect match. It stimulates the central nervous system and adrenal glands to fully energize me. And the more balanced support of the Cordyceps means I'm only drinking half of the amount of caffeine normally found in coffee. It's a win-win. Discover the everyday magic of mushrooms for yourself with this awesome deal for From the Heart listeners only. Right now, when you head to foursigmatic.com slash yogagirl, you'll get 15% off of your entire order. That's 15% off of any order placed on Four Sigmatic's website, but you have to use my special URL, foursigmatic.com slash yogagirl. That's spelled F-O-U-R-S-I-G-M-A-T-I-C.com slash yoga girl so beautiful we, we have received so many beautiful questions actually mm-hmm. then there's they're so spread out in so many different areas i actually don't know where to start we got a bunch of questions about your house i feel like we're not going to go oh, there yet and i was yeah. like well, my house there's wow. people asking about your house it's they so went, it's oh, so into cool it. okay um but so for instance okay this was a a, a big one people are talking about Text neck, Mm. and how it's also prevalent in yoga poses and not so often addressed. Except and, I address it. Except you address yes. it all the time. Um, because in the last episode we had, you did a whole thing yeah, explaining right. what text neck is right. and how we can all find better neck alignment right now. And then people are talking about that, but not everybody knows what you mean. And now people are freaking out wondering, yes. yeah, am I know. doing something bad to my neck just by holding my, my phone or yeah. by practicing, practicing playing?
1: Well, work. I will say there are a lot of poses that can reinforce text necking. So, so what is, for someone who didn't listen okay, to the so last yeah. episode, what is text Yeah, so necking? text necking is that lovely appearance when you, your head is forward of your shoulders and you're flexing your head. So it basically, your, your head goes down because it's going forward. It's Imagine looking at a phone, So it's going forward and down. And then to align your vision, you just kind of lift your chin up. So it's like this kind of like like sticking your head out, <laughs> but it drop, it's also down. So it's like slumpy shoulders and then your head's out. So just imagine that. Jutting out. Everywhere. Yeah, it's like jutted out, um, chin. It, yeah, it's really, so you, the back of your neck is kind of closed off, especially right at the, the base of the skull. And... I mean, I'll just sit there on the, the subway and look around <laughs> at all of the people that are doing it. And I want to be like, stop what you're doing. Please look up. You know what I mean? Like, it's really bad. I'm so horrified by We could it. do
0: a hilarious I, like, Instagram like, video yeah, like, of you in the subway right.
1: frantically. Like, PSA, stop everybody. <laughs> look at your neighbor. It's good for your neck, too. Your heart <laughs> and your soul. Put down your phones or at least hold them in front of you. (laughs) No, I've had all the girls in this training be like, I've been holding my phone up ever since the last thing. So the thing I'm getting back, I know this is so bad. So, but the thing about yoga that's really crazy is that if you come to a practice and you have that like forward head, there are like in plank, your head can drop down in Cobra, you're kind of like jutting your chin up in Cobra. So a lot of times I have people just try and actually find a neutral neck, meaning like pulling their front throat back into their um, the, the neck, the spine, the cervical spine, and then just really focus on moving their chest and not doing the jut up to the ceiling because their chin's already jutted forward. So when they jut up to the ceiling, they're really closing off the neck, the back of the neck more. And I know I'm saying a lot of this without picturing it, but... Essentially, can you get your, the, the head, I called it the other day, like it's a TV going over, it's going over the third floor building. And there are these ropes that are trying to hold it and bring it back to the windowsill. And that TV is your, that's your head. And so, can you just pull it back in space to get it back on the windowsill, and then just look out of the view? You don't have to tip it up. Um, so it's but it, what's the worst? The worst part is tipping it forward. Yes, and it's, then up. Yes, it, so it's exactly. not just necessarily no, keeping no, it in line no, and lifting no, it. No, no, you. no. It's like really, it's that you're up, so many people are already starting forward, and then their chins already slightly up, and then they throw their head back, so they're they're compressing an already compressed area, and what's so interesting is people do it, and then when I kind of instruct them not to do it, they'll be like, oh, that, that feels better. That never really felt great. And you're like, well, ah, stop doing it. But so many girls that we, I've been talking to this week, they walk around with kind of chronic neck pain and it's really scary. I yeah, mean but where
0: is it going to go then in 10 years? Oh generation. Yes, but it's terrifying. It's terrifying. It's so I, I I don't know. Once you think about, it, I mean now I, like I I have to hold my I yeah. hold my phone right. up in front of my face like a moron. Yeah. No, you no, look no, I know. like an idiot. Right. No, I, I know. mean that's your fault. Yeah. Sorry. yeah but it, so we can all recognize each other if we yes. ever see anyone in the street or at an airport. <laughs> Holding their phone, like they're holding like a sign post or something in front of their face, like a crazy person. Yes. It's because they've listened to this podcast That's or practice right. with Laura. That's right. And you're going
1: to be like, hey, you're cool too. All right. All Heads right. Up. No lump in the back of our neck. We're, doing, we're good. <laughs> Shh. So many people have written me about that. What is the lump? The that lump. You're, that you're referring the to. Lump. Oh my the gosh. Uh, so. But I
0: was thinking about the, this mm. when we were just, just this week, um, the tendency or our tendency is... Uh, to always want to move faster or get to where we're going quicker to kind of live in the future, be there, there, there. Yeah. And that's sort of the, the that's what the neck is doing. It's like we're even a plank, we're going to Chaturanga and the chin it's, juts out like, I want to get there. I want to get there faster. So we lead with a chin and with a head versus yeah,
1: yeah. from our actual center, the, yeah. And the we, core. we, yeah. And it, um, and it's, and it also cues that fight or flight thing, you know, like, huh? Like that, like, I got to be ready for something bad. It's coming our way. You know, it's that chin out. And so it's, it, it really revs up the nervous system in not a great way either. And that, I think all of it, what do people always say when we like kind of recorrect their head like this week? Like, oh my gosh, I feel more blood flow. <laughs> like that's, that's pretty important. There's a brain there. It loves, it loves oxygen. <laughs> You know, I I was, I was telling somebody, I was telling one of the girls that, and I kind of did some work on their neck and kind of had it. And I said, you know, like, if you keep like that tightness back there can really lead to migraine headaches. She goes, I have migraine headaches. And I'm like, I'm not a magician. I just know that it's, they, they, you know, this is, if there's no blood flow there, it's going to hurt your head.
0: So anyone who's listening who suffers from migraines, let this be the first thing that you do is pick up
1: your phone. Yes, pick up your phone. Stop looking down. Stop looking down. The other thing I told... on computer. That's what I was going to say. The other thing I would recommend is a lot of people have their screen still too low and they're looking down at their computer. And so if you can figure out a way, not only to prop it way up, and I know a lot of people have done that, but even to like mount it. I mean, obviously you don't do that if you don't have, but if you have you like an external, like uh, an external, key, like, key like yeah, yeah, like an, like, or the Because screen otherwise itself. you sit like this. Yeah. But I mean,
0: if, if I have to have to choose, I would rather choose, okay, sit like this. This is a podcast. No yeah, one knows know. what so, I'm doing. Yeah. I'm She's like, she looks right like a little, <laughs> I'm doing like <laughs> the, like a little T-Rex arm where like, imagine that my computer is elevated on a table. Like I it's normally sit hot. on the floor right, and right. I put that computer on the coffee right, table. Right. So it's too high for my elbows and for my wrists. Yes. But I'd rather do that than drop my head. Yes. Down to look at it at the table because yeah. I know my issue is is, is right. my neck and my upper yeah. back. But in I in an ideal world, I would have one of those super fancy uh,
1: Apple computers with external yes. keypad. Thing, yeah, and you just I mean, look up. I think if you're working anywhere where you're on and there's many people who are doing this where they're on their computer all the time, like eight hours a day, they should invest in having a a screen that that's separate from their keyboard because then they're going to knock out the whole elbow issue. And then they can mount it like it's eye level, not below eye level. But it's like they're lo- like you would look at it. You aren't looking down at a TV. I mean, people still look at TVs. I know that they look, do a lot of stuff on their computer, but the TV is never really like downwards. Down, it's always, like you're. Yeah. if it's down, you're down on a couch looking at it. Right, <laughs> you know right, what I mean? Right. We're looking or why are they all mounted up? Because that just feels right. So right. that's where our screen should be. That's yeah. where our screen yeah. should be.
0: You are listening to From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. In my opinion, the logo says so much about your company. One single design can tell you so much. And I remember just how hard it was to find the perfect one when I was starting up some of my businesses. That's why I'm so excited to let you know about Design Crowd. DesignCrowd is a website that helps entrepreneurs, startups, and small businesses outsource or crowdsource custom logos, business cards, web designs, and more. That means you work with many designers from around the world to compete to win your budget. Super awesome for small businesses that need top international design talent at a low cost. This would have been perfect when I was starting up my business. Founded by two university friends in a home in Sydney, Australia, DesignCrowd has grown to a team of 50 staff and 600 thousand designers from all around the world to date they have completed 30 million dollars worth of projects that's amazing and you can try it out today design crowd is ready to help you with all awesome creative ideas first just post information describing the design that you need within hours you'll receive your first response typically projects get 60 to 100 submissions from around the world in only three to ten days then pick your favorite design and approve the payment that is all You no longer need to take a risk on one designer nailing your brief. And if you don't find anything you like, no worries. DesignCrowd has a money back guarantee. Start any project from just $99. You can crowdsource just about any creative project on DesignCrowd from logos to banner ads, WordPress, Facebook pages, and much more. Some people have even crowdsourced tattoos on DesignCrowd launch your new logo or rework an existing design, do it all with design crowd for a special $100 VIP offer for our listeners. Only check out DesignCrowd.com/yogagirl yoga girl to learn more and to save a hundred dollars. When you start your next project, that's designcrowdcom yogagirl slash yoga girl, D E S I G N C R O W D slash yoga girl, or simply enter the discount code yoga girl when posting a project on design crowd. What about a, uh, um, Someone wrote in saying for someone who sits all day and has a desk job right. and might spend eight eight hours sitting down and then you come home and you're exhausted and you spend another three hours sitting on the couch. Uh, hey, do you have some tips for, for a person who's very sedent, sedentary? sedentary? Sedentary. Sedentary. It is a topic. what I'm looking
1: for. Uh, well. <laughs> Aside from get, get up and get moving. Get up and get moving. For the love of God. Um, you know, I it's so hard because we talked about this I think on the first podcast, yeah. so it's so ironic, you know, like so crazy. It's like you can sit for 8 hours and feel exhausted. You've done nothing and you feel exhausted. So I think it I think the key is um you have you have to have to schedule in some kind of movement. You just have to. Otherwise, it's you're just going to always fight fatigue because you're you're just you haven't gotten your blood pumping and your lymph lymphatic system moving and Um, So for that person, even if it's five minutes out of every hour, you get up and you do something, walk the stairs, do jumping jacks, uh, anything to just move and get your blood flowing because you're actually going to feel more energy by doing that. But those people are really going to have to schedule it. If you're sitting that long, you're going to have to schedule it. I mean, I see so many people who get lost in their work. Three hours go by and they haven't gotten up at all. So, also drink a lot of water so you have to get up and pee. Yeah, that's a great thing. <laughs> right? I mean, really, it's you, you got to, if you don't remember, you should at least be hydrating to make yourself get up. Mm-hmm. And every time, you know, every time you go to the bathroom. The movement
0: is energizing. I think people forget is, that. It
1: is. It is. It is. Especially
0: after a long day, if you've been sitting, you know, and you're super exhausted and then the right. thought of doing some sort of movement after that can be really, really hard. Yeah. Um, but but Dennis, for instance, he gets so energized by moving his body. Like he becomes like a little energizer bunny. He cannot, will not do physical exercise late at night, because he's up till two in the morning. He yeah. cannot go to
1: sleep. Oh my gosh. <laughs>
0: it's so crazy. That's so
1: crazy. and it, But it also really does reset your uh, kind of natural biorhythms. So people that don't sleep well, the first thing that when somebody says, Oh, I don't sleep very well. I'm like, do you, are you exercising at all? Are you getting up and moving? Because movement is also helping you establish those natural rhythms. You know, my daughter, she, whenever she feels stressed, I mean, it's the, I also asked her like last week she was upset about something and she said yeah I haven't been exercising mom and I talked to her today and she's like guess what I've been doing every day Daddy and I've been getting up at six fifteen and running three miles I'm like yes <laughs> my work is done <laughs> yeah doesn't but, she's matter, a, but it's, it doesn't matter
0: what movement she's just yes. move just the energy move. within the body yeah and the, the idea of movement having to be for a specific purpose like mm-hmm. i think people are like oh, i have to move because i need to be in shape or i have to move because yeah. i want to lose weight or i have to move because of all these external factors right we have to move because it makes us happy <laughs> yeah yeah we, have we to are energetic we bodies if yeah. we don't
1: move i think actually that to me is even more compelling not like doing it for something that doesn't really have i mean it has superficial value but um not lasting value, Mm -hmm. like movement to move because we're supposed to move. Like we're gonna do that every day. Like we're we're it's like if you have a dog and they're just in a doghouse all day. They're just gonna be crazy, right? Mm -hmm. I mean that's we're we're really like that at our at our um at our core essence. We need to move. We just need it.
0: Speaking of core essence, yeah.
1: speaking of core, speaking of, I should core, get I should get like five dollars
0: for every time every I say time, core. every time you say core. You should give me five dollars. I there should I right, like, right. Well, I'll be a rich boy. <laughs> core. No, we've been joking about this in training before you came. Every like every every day we'd have something come up, and then I said, you know, we're gonna talk about this when Laura gets here. We're talking about wrist pain. We're talking about this. I'm like the answer to most of Laura's questions is going to be more core. (laughs) The answer to most of your questions to Laura is going to be more core. Why
1: is core strength such a fundamentally important piece of this entire puzzle? Well, I'll keep it simple, but because most people immediately think core as like doing sit-ups or something like that, and that's not that it's not that, but it's so much more than that. It's like, just imagine a container, like a soda can or whatever, and that's like our core, and then there's like little stick legs and stick arms that stick out from that, and that is like con- a Mr. Potato. Yeah, head. like a Mr. Potato. Head. Somebody who's thought right, like a big old head too, big brain and all that. But the core is the center of everything. It is the center of our body, and it how it how we hold ourselves in space, how we move in space, how we feel everything that's functioning from the physiological level. I mean, digestion, respiration. Um, elimination, everything is, is core strength. It's really, really true. And I've had so many girls this week be like, Oh my gosh, I feel like this is changing my blah, blah, blah. You know, and it's, it's not like they ever say, Oh, I, I feel like I've got a flatter stomach. It's, they're feeling how it's impacting their joints, how it's impacting their posture how it's impacting how they feel about themselves. Yes, that to me is and the their biggest, potential. Biggest yes, thing. it's amazing. Like it gives me the chills. They, because it's ne- it never is about the look of it. It's because we always, live from there. Yeah, we live from there. Yeah. it's where our like when I was talking today with the girls, it's like the those energetic channels of who we are and and how we feel in our body and how we feel about our goals in life and our purpose it they all reside in our core we express it out in our limbs but they reside and are generated in our core and it's so it so what is different i mean if if you look at kind
0: of the evolution of 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 us as human beings was there a time where we naturally lived
1: from this place of center uh, in a more organic way versus the way we are now yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I think from reading um, some of the evolutionary books, there's definitely more connection to the land, and I I think the land, like literally like what we walk on, I think the land is is the earth's core. You know, so our connection to the land is like that energy is coming into us, so it automatically kind of fuels our core, and 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 you know, our ancestors were much more active, whether it was like walking long distances to look for places to live or food, um, living in communities and helping each other. But things were much more physical. I mean, it's we've act- we've gone like completely the other direction and minimized ev- all of our movement systems. We're not on the land. So every th- we're really w- disconnected from our core. I think it just was so much more natural in every way. We were connected to the, the core of the earth. We were connected to the core of our community. So every core part was integrated and now we have to kind of uh, go backwards a little bit and really go back to m- making it happen, manifesting that core connection because it's not, there's so many things that are pulling us away from it. Hmm. That sounded really good. Didn't no, it, it? sounded really, yeah, I'm like, I'm like a little, <laughs> yeah, mm. you're yeah, like, hmm, right?
0: But it's so interesting that this is, and it's become this sort of epidemic now of um, wanting to change our bodies because of the way they look Mm -hmm. so I think the idea of of core work is is like oh it's super hard and why would we do that and uh, unless it's for the reason of having a flat stomach or it's bikini seasons do your sit-ups yeah and to me it just resonates so much of I'm living from this place so if I'm anchored here and I feel empowered here it means I'm making decisions from what's true to me yes yeah And that's a totally different thing. Totally. Like I feel anchored in my own body. I feel at home. My feet are on the ground if I'm connected to my core. And for me, this, uh, like having the baby, losing that, like I, this energetic shift of I'm now living through and because of this baby, like Mm -hmm. all importance that I had, you know, within myself was completely lost, which I'm sure is totally normal after having a child. Yeah. But finding my way back to that has been this
1: complete and total, like total awakening. Yeah, and I think in some ways, journeying back to it, it yeah, fortifies the it more. Like because you're really you, it um, everything in your life has shifted in its meaning, truly. Right, because right, right. you but have this other but that's supposed to be that but it's way. Supposed to be that yeah. way, right? And but then journeying back, it's almost this this the strength is so much greater. So much greater. Yeah.
0: No, it's the most it's the most beautiful thing. And then I look at like I look at the baby, and I'm like, oh, she's just. She, she's just living in this container yes. you know, from this complete place of trust and she's anchored and uh, I don't know. And I, I'm almost scared to, because I know there's going to be a point that's completely sort of out of my control where all of a sudden she's going to l- look at herself, mm-hmm. you know, because of society and that's, I know. that's just what it is. And, and, and friends and she's going to be at school and she's going to, someone's going to say something mean or she's going to see something on TV and social media, all this stuff, like... She's a woman living in 2018. She's going to grow up and be a woman. Do you ever, did you ever have a moment like that with your kids or with your daughter where you Mm -hmm. were like, oh my God, I see the shift from being a child living in this body, using the body for the amazing tool that it is versus now becoming this thing that I judge or.
1: Yes. No, I, I, I do remember that. And, and I remember it was, I mean, a friend of hers, she was probably 12 or 13 um, said, and she was at a really, you know, sweet little school. It wasn't like, I mean, there was, it was all about values. It was a, fr- a quicker school. And and one of her friends said, whether it was intentionally mean or not, like, oh, if you were to have plastic surgery, what would you change? About- what? How right? old is she? 12. 12. Okay. And I remember she came back and told me this. And I simultaneously wanted to like throttle the girl, <laughs> 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 which all mamas know that feeling of like, and, and no, then she went further and said, oh, you might want to change blah, blah, blah about yourself. Like, oh, God. and you know, she had, and that, that pierced my heart because she had never on her own looked at her, bo- her body or her face or anything in that way. In that way. And I just, you know, and, and, and as a mom, you're just like, oh, it's, it's, yeah, it's a little bit of the varnish, you know, was on, um, but you can't that, that control innocence. that. You can't. And no. so So I, but I've, but I have modeled, I think from the beginning, like, you know, my mom never talked about, um, and she had triplets. Okay. So she had a big (laughs) belly that expanded. Like, I mean, and her belly came back, but she never in all my years of growing up, she never put herself down. She never spoke ill of herself. She never said, Oh, I'm fat or I want to go. She never talked about diets. And I, and I look at my friends whose parents did do that. And even if they have, like they're gorgeous and thin, that was their experience. And so that becomes what they, right? You, and so I do. Like the feel, normal, like the normal is to right. not feel okay. Yes. About. So I do are. think the home life, what we can do is model it as much as possible. So I'm, I, I don't talk about like weight or, you know, you need to put on makeup or anything like that. Nothing like that at all. And so, uh, it, it does help against some of the stuff that they will experience in school, but it is, it's inevitable and it is sad when it happens, but I'm, I'm really happy now because she has a very good sense of self. And I, I think a lot of that probably comes from, you know, our household and, but also just reassuring her that life is so much more than your appearance, Mm. right? It's who you are at your essence, because that is really what remains over the years. You know, your hair can change colors, hair could fall out. You what things can change in it your will appearance, change. And it yeah, will yeah. change. But who you are, if you are making that stronger and better and kinder, that's what matters. That's so so
0: so, so beautiful. Right? Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. it it does. It does.
1: And that's what we should oh. teach all the girls.
0: Yes. And I also girl feel like girl yeah. power yeah. and also little boys and Oh yeah. And finding our way back maybe to to that inner child, like living in that way where we're existing in our bodies and it's beautiful to just be in this body no matter what it looks like yeah that's not the point the point is feeling really great yeah but it's it's sort of yeah because i always feel like okay let's like core work we're gonna work our core and immediately the mind goes to oh because i have to look a certain way right but it has really very 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 little or nothing to do with that at all
1: no when i do core work it's um I love the experience of the challenge of something being hard, but I what I really love is that awakening. Like, whoa, that's really. I mean, I feel like, and I know I see it when people do core work, and it's like, oh my god, there's all of a sudden they're sweating, and it's like, oh, because you are you're you're lighting your fire. Like it's literally your fire that you're lighting, and yes, that's coming out in the form of sweat, but it's not just like sweat for. The purpose of yeah burning calories or something—it's like so it, it bigger purpose in life mm-hmm, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: On the uh, opposite end of that, uh, I had a, someone wrote in a really good question that I wanted to um, just read exactly the way she wrote it because it was so good, and I just had a little. Um, realization about myself in this topic Uh, she writes tips could you guys give some tips and ideas for allowing your body to truly relax and really rest i practice yoga and i meditate but i don't feel like i'm ever fully letting go and allowing for rest for long enough periods of time it feels unsafe to allow myself to rest and relax how do you learn to trust letting your body completely rest
1: Hmm. hmm. Wow. Because I don't have that problem at all. <laughs> <laughs> I have this problem. Oh my god! Uh, totally. See, hot. see, I am a. I'm not. I don't want to say I'm a closet couch potato, but I. <laughs> I couch I, potato? I, I'm, I'm No. Yeah. Right. But I'm on the like <laughs> I. Um, I feel like I'm. I'm really like in Newton's law. Things at rest like to stay at rest, and things in motion like to stay in motion. I feel like I. Mm. I have that. Like I'm that per. So for me, I don't really have that. I feel like. You do, um, I... How do you I, rest I and re- rejuvenate? Yeah.
0: Because you spend so much time moving. Yes. You have a really yeah. intense yeah. job. You travel mm-hmm. a lot. You have, you know,
1: kids and a studio. And- um, I find things that I like to do that are that are sedentary. So I really do enjoy reading. I like reading. Um, so I will get on the couch and read. And it's not always like, it doesn't have to be, you know, Non-fiction or fiction—it's anything like just something that's just relaxing and calm, and I just like that. And I have my dogs get on the couch with me, and um, I get on the dog—I get on the dogs. <laughs> they get on me. I get on the couch with my dogs every day, and that's my form of rest. Like I'm like sitting there, and I'm usually either writing or reading, s- sipping my coffee. I mean, I have these little kind of pockets in my day of tradition, so to speak, or uh, where of practice where I am. And I'm and I love it. I don't have to be like, okay, time to be still. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna. I just always say that the dog's okay, time to snuggle. I take my coffee over there, and we just like sit, and that's to me really restful, because it the purpose is nothing more than to just be with them. Hmm. Um, and so it's not some it's not this idea of oh my god, I have to relax now. I no, need a break. I, I need think to, no, I think that's you know. probably a hard thing to do to tell yourself mm-hmm. to relax. Um, I can say things I know I don't do. Like, I don't do well, like, lying on a beach and just (laughs) lying there. Like, right? I'm just... That's not me. I could do it for a little bit, but then I'm like, wow, it's hot. You know, I just... I. I just that, um, so, just like a little side that's note, not relaxing Laura either. and her
0: entire uh, family, two kids and her husband, uh, walked across the entire
1: United Kingdom. <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah, no? United Kingdom. United okay. Kingdom. I thought, I thought you were saying the United States.
0: United Kingdom. I almost like For summer
1: there. vacation. Yeah. Last yeah, year or yeah, two yeah. years ago. When was it? Two years <laughs> We've ago. we have done it twice. <laughs> You've done it twice. Well, we didn't. Who it, does that? We <laughs> did it in England and then we did it in Scotland. But um,
0: <laughs> also biked across yes, country. Yes, with a tent. Right. Yeah. took three, three, months. Months. three months. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you, you yeah.
1: are a certain no, I'm type definitely, of person. <laughs> I don't, I'm not like, if I'm not like, yeah, I'm not going to lie on a beach for 10 days. That's just not me. And that's not my husband. I mean, if we, um, but I just think for that person who feels like it's hard for her to rest, I would be like, what do you like, what makes you feel good? Does some people love getting, you love getting in the bath. Like some people love getting in the bath and that's, you could be resting there. It doesn't. Don't have an idea of what your rest needs to be like as long as it's bringing you a sense of calmness and joy. And it could be five minutes. It doesn't also have to be like five hours. But I do think you got to find something that That gives you pleasure, right?
0: But what if you are living in this constant place of like this fight or flight, for Mm -hmm. instance? What if your body is kind of you've been through trauma or you have this this movement pattern or standing pattern of uh, telling your body that, it you know, we always have to be prepared because there's next shoe is going to drop at any moment. Do you have any tips to kind of how to drop into that parasympathetic place of actual rest? Because, and the, my astrologer told me this, this is, I think about this all the time, because I got my bathtub and I always, I always have a hard time completely, like I can Relax, like I'm good at like mm-hmm. watching a movie with Dennis. And yeah, that's a wine, like I'm good at carving out those moments for sure, for sure. But sometimes I'm in that moment, but my brain is like t- completely wired. And Deborah told me, she says, are, are you are you relaxing? Like are you meditating? Are you I'm like, Yeah, yeah, like I'm I'm in the bath every day. She's like, Well, you can be in the bath and run through your to do list and it's the same as if you're at work, you're just wet. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. I love it so much. I'm like, oh, oh my God, God, it's so true. It's like, it's okay, right. if my mind is firing the same way, it doesn't matter if I'm lying on a beach right. or on the couch or in the tub or at work or whatever. It's the same sort of internal stress. Yes. So yes. how can we, um, do you have any tips for how to put that down? Yeah. Or maybe trick, tell the body to Yeah, I think that you
1: have, to, you have to, for, for somebody like that, if you are indeed moving, because sometimes people like that are kind of moving around but they're not actually moving with intention. Like even if it's like do a 10 minute jog or something. So if, if that person is like always going, going and exercising and still having, I think you, I think there's so many great tools out there um, really in the form of apps. Like I know for instance, with my son, he, we found this random app called sleep like a baby. Okay. <laughs> and, and it, cause he would want me to like lie next to him before he'd go to bed and I would tell him a story and all that, but then he's like, he's like, he he found it. He's like, oh, let's listen to that. And we, it was this guy, and he'd go, and now you're lying in your bed. And it was this like, it was crazy, but you, okay, everybody look that up. It's like a free app, sleep like a baby, and that's how he's that's how he talked. And I'm like, who is this guy? But after a while, like after the maybe fourth time, every time he said that, I felt my body just go. Like, drop in. And that's exactly- like that's that, that, Exactly. That's exact. Because he, this guy, the way he talked, he, and that's what, when I read about it later, because I'm like, why is this working so well? It's like, your brain knows when he goes, and now you're lying in a bed and you're feeling- It's like Pavlov. It's Pavlovian. Pavlovian, yes. the The, the minute, I mean, after the fourth time. And so we've done that probably, I don't know, 30 times- and sometimes in the, during the day, like if I have like all this kind of sh- just stuff going on in my head and I, I, nothing's getting done because, you know, it's so busy, I'll go up in my room and I'll put that app on. <laughs> I'm like, and now lying. And I don't necessarily go to sleep, but it's all, my, everything in my body just. Twelve. So the point is find something. And there are really good mm-hmm. apps. And I think hypnosis is something that has like a hip, hypnotic effect. Is great because it will train your brain when you can't do it. Like you can't sit there and go, "Okay, now I got to relax." Now you you just have you need some cue that sends that to your brain. Something, something, yeah, a trigger, yeah, a trigger for calm, right? That Mm -hmm. just like boom. Because I couldn't believe it. I'm like, "This is awesome, Mm -hmm.
0: and it's free."
1: It (laughs) It was so so cool, yeah. And the guy's voice is like, "It's."
0: it's, I'm trying to. I'm (laughs) blanking on it now, but we just watched a movie or was it a show where it was this sort of hipster thing where every Wednesday oh no wait it was a book i read oh my god so there was a thing in this book that i read where every wednesday there was like a slovakian or guy who had a, a who told a story it was like a bedtime story for adults some, where everybody gathered and they had blankets and they sold wine and then you curled up and he was this big burly man and he read everybody a bedtime story before bed. I'm like, this is, we should do this at the studio. Why aren't we Yes, like a late night thing? They have an app for
1: that too. Oh it's my like God. a guy There's reading. An and for it, everything. <laughs> well, and I know Mark, cause then Mark found that out. Cause my husband's like one of these who only, he's really wired. Like he's a really good example cause he's wired. He like people think I'm energized. <laughs> They, I am like a sloth compared to my husband. So it's very relative because people are like, you have so much energy. I'm like, wait a second. You've clearly not met my husband. So he will, he'll, he, okay, he doesn't need coffee in the morning. How is that possible? He gets up like after four and a half, five hours of sleep.
0: Every night pops out he of bed. He never has to like have a night where he catches up and he
1: has occasionally, more. Occasionally. Occasionally. Like he'll be like I'm really tired and then he might sleep seven hours but he's just <clears throat> there are people that are out there. I've realized there are people that are genuinely like that he's I mean I can be like that. Yeah. Yeah. I but Not I, forever. Yeah. but I yeah, can yeah. be like that but five hours not usually. Like right. I can be like anyway. So he was having like he's like I need some sleep cause, and so he looked up so, something um, and it was like a guy reading a bedtime story, but it was super boring the way he would read it. And it was the same thing. It's like hypnotic. Because he's so boring. And the little girl went... And I I listened to it one time with him, and it's so fun. So look it up. It's another app. It's like
0: you know what Jess does. <laughs> Jess at the studio. She's one of our teachers at the studio. Um, so she has to sleep with something. She says either music or a TV. Like she has to have some sort of static background noise, like, or she yeah. cannot sleep. So she said she always listens to, and it's like a it's a the 2012. Uh, a statistical report of, of the Swedish government spending <laughs> budget. I don't know. It's right. like a, so a boring. financial right. report. It's the most boring thing ever. And she said, but then you started the podcast and I was like, oh my God, great. I can like fall asleep with something positive. And she's like, but then her mind would attach because she got interested so it didn't right. work. So she has like the ex-prime minister of Sweden reading some weird ass statement. The
1: expenditures <laughs> yes. this year were on... yeah. And that's how yeah. she sleeps. i know. So
0: I'm like, this yeah. is genius. Good. No, but it's very, it's very true. So finding... Well, first of all, movement is a big component. If you Mm -hmm. don't move all day... Yeah. It's going to be really hard to drop into a place of real rest because exactly. you're going to have a lot of stagnant energy I mean, and of, a lot of stuff in the think way. think of
1: Layluna. Like she oh my God, yeah. she's moving during the day and then it's like boom, she just drops right into her crib. I mean, that's how we we sh- we're just big toddlers, yeah, essentially. <laughs> I mean, we you know we just have different types of tantrums, but I mean, we just yeah, we need we need movement too. We, need movement we really too. do.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then finding that one trigger that, that, that helps relax. Mm -hmm. I mean, and a a tip that I would give a a yoga nidra. Mm. Oh, that's so good. Yeah. Oh yeah. Finding a studio that, that, that has a. Well, they even have, they they even have have apps apps for that. They have apps, they have all that. We need to gather all these apps in one place. I know. Yeah, Yeah. For sure. Okay. So let's, because so many people talked about this and I, I was in shock because we don't talk about this. Okay. So people were like, Laura, tell us about your sustainable home. Laura, oh tell gosh. us about your eco house. Laura, yes. tell-
1: I'm like, what? What? <laughs> I know these things that you forget. It's like when I'm a triplet and I say, oh, you know, my triplet brothers. And I'm like, what? It's just like, I forget. Okay. So we, um, we designed and built an eco home nine years ago and it was still relatively kind of a new thing. So it took about a year to design and a year to build, and so I mean, from nuts to bolts, everything pretty much, I would say, ninety-eight percent of everything in there is either like FSC certified, which means um, f- uh, what does that mean? Forest certification, um, which means they're they're like fallen trees, and so instead of like just taking them and doing mm-hmm. something with them, they take them and and refurbish them for for wood for a house or the the floors. Um, we have recycled countertops in all of our bathroom and kitchen. I mean, it's a solar, uh, passive solar design. So the way it's architected is to maximize the use of the sun at all in all seasons and, even the way the angle of the sun coming in—it's crazy. The amount of—it's it, all actually a very—I don't. So my husband's really good to, about talking about it, but you'd never talk about this. I know. No, no, I mean I know you design, guys live, live a super panel. sustainable yes. life, but I maybe mean, because yes. I mean it wasn't—it wasn't like like yeah. yesterday you built this house. Yeah, exactly. So but. it's like passive solar designs, um, solar panels. We have a solar hot water heater. We have um, geothermal, which is. When you're using the natural core temperature, oh, there it is again. The core temperature, core, core. put a dollar the core. in the jar, yes, exactly. <laughs> $5. The core five jar, dollars. five dollars in the core, jar. uh, the natural core temperature of the earth, so that uh, the air conditioning and heating is all coming from that. Um, what else? I mean, we have like the insulation is, is uh, but do you talk about this in social media? Is that why people are asking I I these questions? I, I took a picture of my house and I'm like. Something, it was Earth Day. It was an Earth Day post, and oh. I got actually so many comments about it. And they're like, "Please talk about it. Please have." Wait, a you took a picture of either. the outside of your house. The outside the house, and I'm like, "Oh, you're not worried happy that some Earth strange Day.
0: person is going to come into your house?
1: You're, well, y- I'm your not social yoga media girl. following is is growing. <laughs> yeah, no, I know. You please, too. nobody come to my house and fuck this up for me. <laughs> <laughs> really, please, I have two very. Leave me alone. I have send two, me a, send me a
0: direct two dogs. message are door. not. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Bite you all over, yeah <laughs> um, so yeah no in, in anyway it's it, it's really fun because the house and the house is so well designed and well built and efficient like talk about efficiency oh my god the core I'm gonna bring it up yeah. like there's no leaks there's no leaks there's no leaks of energy it's super efficient so um, it's awesome I mean I will tell you it's more expensive to build but you build a smaller house because and that's the other thing like we, I don't have a formal dining room because if I have people over, I just pull in a bunch of different tables from different areas and there's no wasted space. It's also very feng shui. You know, it's like no wasted space. Like I'm not going to have a, a room that I don't use and it's just sitting there because that's dead energy. So
0: Oh my God. We have a dead energy room for No sure. Re- well, you might like have storage where, like, in the room. It's yeah. a closet
1: though, right? It's a closet.
0: Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. like there's a I, lot of I'm stuff never, in that closet. I'm never in there. <laughs> right. I really don't. Well, no, a closet I mean, like, is in different. Our bedroom, than, yeah. Yeah. Because we have in our bedroom, I have like a little uh, what do you call it? Like a little drawer mm-hmm, thing, mm-hmm. Uh, and that's basically like all the stuff that I wear. And then right. I have like we have a, a room that is a closet type right. thing. Yeah. That has all my dresses and all my things. I'm never in there. Yeah. And it's to me like a dead energy. Right. When you walk room. in, yeah. when I walk in, I'm like, I don't want to spend any time in here. Yeah. Like, oh. Uh, well, that then whenever oh, you design so your I do well, whenever it, you design your own house.
1: See, yeah, that's what the the benefit is. Um, or I need to find use for it. somehow. Yes, exactly. Well, if I don't we ever know. have another baby, I mean, then it will, then go. it will make yes, sense because yeah. that'll be like they'll be catty corner. That'd be cute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That'd be cute. So anyway, yeah, there's lots of fun stuff. I have a lot of people at my house. So if you're if you're normal and nice. <laughs> Normal, you interested night, in talking about the core. Don't be a psychopath.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, I would like Princeton, New Jersey. <laughs> Princeton, New Jersey. Someone get a
1: core jar for yeah, Laura. Yeah. I know exactly. Our studio. Yes.
0: Well, people can also visit
1: you at your studio. Yes, I have a studio That's in it. Princeton, New Jersey, mm-hmm. Yoga Stream Studio. It's fun. It's, it's also eco friendly, by it's the way. Also yes. eco friendly. P.S. Yes. So <laughs> it's like. No VOC paint. There's uh the wood is all FSC certified. Oh, but I we think have, yoga is also. I mean, yeah, we built it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we couldn't
0: afford the solar panels. Yeah. I mean, we were like scraping the bottom yeah, of every bar- barrel like yeah. 15 times. But we have it installed in a way that when we afford the solar panels, we can just yeah. install them. Like it's That's already great. prepped. And then uh, the hot water. There's like something eco about it. We don't have it
1: yet, but yeah. when, we're, when we have it, but you have money. the type of toilets I have. The yeah, dual yeah, flush, yeah, so you're not fl- like yeah, yeah. that was really new when we. Like Nine years ago, that was like, What are these two? People are like, What are these two buttons? And I'm like, This is when you go to the pee, and this is when you, you know, like, <laughs> Oh, the dual, no, that's not
0: what I meant. Oh, but that's you have every that. European yeah. toilet, yeah.
1: Well, yeah. not every American so toilet, yeah, every you European guys toilet of has yes. like the pee and the poop button. Yeah, <laughs> I know, I know. We felt very Euro, <laughs> A very Euro. I love
0: it. Oh, yeah. No, but we have some sort of like water minimizing toilet, so it's not supposed yeah. oh, to be. Oh, I know, much low water. flush, low flush, okay, that's because we
1: about. have low flush, uh, and we also have low pressure on in our showers, which some people find less satisfying, but <laughs> suck it up, suck it right? Up, like man. there's the water shortage around the world. You can, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh my God. Well, thank you for coming on the show thank again. You. We I only thought... covered like, I don't know, a minute, mini part of all the, qu- people sending so many amazing That's questions. So great. Did you ever consider uh, starting a podcast of your own?
1: In because fact, I would like to, because I'd like to, I'd really like to do one for movement because yes. it actually, talking... Um, for efficiency, I, I'd be so much better off talking about this stuff. Than I get so many great questions and direct. Do you messages. listen to any podcasts? Uh, like, I aside do from besides yours, clearly. of course. Of course yes. But um, no, I do listen to some PT ones. So I'd like to do a. I'm, I would like to do a movement podcast. So if you're interested in doing having me do a movement podcast, say I. Say I. Say I. Right I okay. I. Stay tuned for Podcasts with movement. Podcast with movement <laughs> yes.
0: coming soon. Coming soon. I love you so I much. You. Thank if you, you ever want to build a, an eco home in Aruba, so we can hang out I all know. the time and not just like five times right. a year, it's yes. yes. we still see each other it, a lot. I know
1: it is great. I <laughs> see more than I see some people <laughs> in my family. <laughs> which is great I love it
0: I love it yeah
1: I might just do that I might just build a house here let's do it let's
0: do it boom okay love you long time see you next time Uh, if we're going to beat Dennis you have to come on like at least three or four more times okay watch out Dennis
1: I'm on you (laughs) (laughs)
0: all right everyone have a good day see you next week A big thank you to my guest Lara Hyman for once again coming on the show. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to listen and subscribe to other great episodes of From the Heart Conversations with Yoga Girl. You can find all of them on rachelbraithen.com, on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or anywhere you normally get your podcasts. Don't forget to leave a review while you are there. Thanks to the folks at Cadence 13 for their production work, and of course, thanks to my sponsors, TransferWise, Parachute, Four Sigmatic, and Design Crowd support them the way they support this podcast. I'll see you next week.